Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt's Thursday here in Pittsburgh. Steelers play the Baltimore Ravens at 1 o'clock on Sunday at Acrisure Stadium. And, uh, well, we got an injury report here for the Steelers right, okay. to kick off the show. Right uh, Kenny Pickett, a full participant in practice that? today after being limited yesterday. Uh, Cole Holcomb was limited on Wednesday. Today he was a full participant with the uh, back issue. Uh, Chooks for with the elbow. Uh, was limit or did not practice yesterday. He was a full participant today, uh, and then uh, Demarvin Leal got a limited practice in after being did not practicing at all yesterday. So that's a good step Much for him. Step, yeah, okay. uh, step forward in the uh, concussion protocol. Uh, unfortunately, however, Alex Highsmith added to the injury oh, report no. I didn't know with that. a groin issue. Uh oh. Well, there is depth there, but he is super valuable. Um. Interesting nuggets, you know, just about this matchup for this applies to Highsmith and pressure. So when Lamar isn't pressured, he's been tearing the league up. When he's dealing with pressure, he's low on the quarterback list, you know, when all of them are pressured. Yeah. I mean, everybody's obviously worse. Steelers, Except for Kenny Pickett. Well, he's, he's, an anomaly. he's <laughs> a unicorn in that regard. So the Steelers' defense is very strong with those tendencies as well. When they create pressure, they're basically the best defense in the league. When they don't, they're at the bottom of the league compared to other teams when they don't complete, you know, have pressure. Fortunately for Pittsburgh, only Dallas pressures quarterbacks at a higher rate than the Steelers. So Highsmith has a lot to do with that. But in this particular matchup, it's as important as ever if you just follow the numbers. Yeah. And, and Lamar's never been a great pressure player. You know, uh, Is Lamar not getting pressured as much this year, or is it, are his numbers better this year because the ball's coming out of his hands so quickly? I don't know if he's getting pressured more or less. Um, I know that he's holding the ball much less. Yeah, so I, I would mean, they're getting it out of his hands yeah. quickly. Yes. Quickly, because he used to be a guy... And, and a lot of it's because he likes to run around. Some they run around, make they, play the, guys, the quarter yeah. the, the the more mobile the quarterback, typically the longer mm-hmm. they hold the ball behind the line of scrimmage because they make people miss. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they may be running around back there and decide to run. That mm-hmm. does, that still counts against their time in the pocket looking to pass. Yes, that, that's a hundred percent true, and that's obviously a Monken change. You know, yeah. Like, we don't. If, if you're gonna don't do that, get it out of your hands, or take off and run, or take you off know, and run. either scramble. You know. Here, here's one, here's two, scramble. You know, I think that's probably what they're coaching him to do. And one and two have often been shorter or middle of the, and or middle of the field reads. But then let's just not hold it behind the line of scrimmage for a long time. And, you know, he has faced some good defense since he's decent. Colts are decent. We saw Houston, they fly around pretty good, and the, and the Browns are really good. Yeah, while the, the, the passer rating and things of that nature are – 
are are fine. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're above you know the second best in his yeah, career. Yeah, really good. Right. Like Completion percentage. He's only averaging 200 yards per game, and he only has four right. touchdown passes in four games. I think he only threw the ball 19 times last week. Yeah, it wasn't you know? much. Yeah, yeah, they didn't need to throw it much. They haven't he's, had to. Right. He's averaging 25 pass attempts per game. So I just mentioned the four teams they've played. They're not shootout type teams, you know, yeah. to say the least. I mean, and even Houston was not. That was their first game of the year, and they're much better now. So that, you know, I that's what game script or what? Yeah, when I see the oh, Lamar's he's in the uh, running for MVP this year. I'm like, he's on pace to throw for about 3,400 yards. And, say his numbers wouldn't be, great. and he's not running as much as he he's done in previous. He's done, averaging 40 yards rushing per game. Mm-hmm. Like those aren't MVP type numbers. No, no, but boy, they'd be. A disaster without him. Oh, know, without with a doubt. Yeah, I mean, stuff, you know, right? I, in terms of most valuable player, yeah, one hundred percent, he team, is. Yeah, in terms of most valuable player for the league, that's typically not forty touchdown throws. It, yeah, like right, that. right, right. No, it's, you're one hundred percent right. He's not on pace to. He's had better numbers that way. Like when I mean, he won the MVP. He yeah, had MVP when numbers, he said he right. he wanted to throw for six thousand yards this year. Well, at the current rate, he's going to have to play in about. 300 like, games. <laughs> or throw over 600 yards a game, yeah. No, he's not come close to that. Uh, he does have four rushing touchdowns, two in the last each of the last two games. But still, I mean, it, he, he's very much a high, high percentage of the offense. I mean, obviously. Yeah, well, he, and he always has always, been, yeah. he always will be. But the offense isn't – it's almost, it's not quite as explosive no. as it's been in previous years. No, like they're not using Zay Flowers like Marquise Brown. They're they're more content moving the chains and and it's almost like their running game, exactly. Like the okay, it's we're just extension keep, of the yeah. run game. Yeah, it's ball control. It's you know vertical stuff, short crossers over the middle, tight end stuff. Um, but they've only had thirteen snaps this year with their four top pass catchers out there. I don't think we'll see them in this game. We, we won't have we haven't seen a Ravens practice. Not yet. Have, no, yeah. not I'm yet. Sure probably the next hour or so. I'm yeah, sure we will. But no, I mean they're. They're a hard team to get a grasp of because they, ha- especially their defense, because the the quarterbacks they faced in offenses are sort of broken, and they've been very fortunate, and they've taken advantage. And of course, Harbaugh's smart smart enough to realize why put my quarterback in harm's way right. and throw it sixty times if if my defense has this thing under control. So, and I think as they've learned, they've won three out of four games, but. They did lose the Colts, who aren't a powerhouse. You know, I mean, that's yeah. the Colts and, played them tough. And that was with Minshew at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, have you watched that? I mean, I watched that game live, a good I portion just, of it. I haven't gone back. But, I, yeah, yeah, I didn't go back and rewatch it. I, I watched the last game against the Browns. Um, that's probably their game I know the least about, to be honest with Minshew you. Minshew had a high completion percentage in that Maybe game. Maybe I will go pay attention to that one at some point. Yeah, I mean, I remember just, he played well. I think Pittman had a decent game. I mean, they didn't have Jonathan Taylor. I'm guessing it's a lot of Moss at that point. That was week three. Moss ran the ball like crazy in that game. Yeah. Was that week three when he, like, never left the field? Yeah. Zach yeah. Moss? Yeah. Um, yeah, just looking back at the at the recap of that game, uh, if you look at what Minshew did, um, it was uh, – That's the one basically game Basically, what the, what the Colts did, he ended up 27 of 44 for 227 mm. yards. So it was 5.2 yards per attempt – but it was a lot of just get the ball out of your hands. Let's just keep mm-hmm. moving the you know moving the chains here. Uh, Zach Moss had thirty carries for one hundred twenty two yards. Wow! So they ran a lot of plays. And Trey, Trey Sermon they ran the ball so much with Zach Moss that Trey Sermon actually came in late in the game just because they because Moss was so beat up. On yeah, that. I mean yeah. he he ended up with five carries for seventeen yards, and he had just joined the team that week. Like mm-hmm. I think they picked him off of someone's practice squad. That so week. they they ran. 
I mean, Colts lines back to playing quite well with Quentin Nelson and those guys. Yeah. What was the score of that game? It's 22 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the, at the yardage stuff, uh, the Colts only had 327 yards. But boy, they must have ran a lot of plays. They ran a lot of plays and they just kept, it was 84 total plays. Wow, that's a ton. That's a, I mean, it, it, it was an overtime game too, but still, okay, yeah, three point nine yards per play. I bet their yards per play wasn't high. It was, it was a field position game, mm-hmm. which is nine times out of ten, Steelers Ravens is a field position game. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that might be a script you could, you know, Minshew's not a superstar, but he's been around the block. It is was there big turnover swings and one team win the other one? Uh, no interceptions and. The Ravens fumbled twice. Okay. How about time of possession? Was that about equal to? Uh, time of possession ended up thirty six thirty three for the Colts so the and thirty two eighteen for the uh, for the Ravens. Okay. Obviously, it's more than sixty because it went to. That was also down. a game like so. Tucker had a chance to win it, I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. late in the game, and and left a like a fifty seven yarder short of fifty eight yard in overtime. And over, yeah, yeah. And then Mackay came in and won it. And then they, well, that was at the end of regulation. And in overtime, they passed on. A long Tucker field no, okay. goal attempt. They sent it to overtime. Yeah, gotcha. Um, that was when the Ravens went for it on fourth down and and didn't make didn't it. Didn't get it. Yeah, okay. and then they all they all screamed and cried about you know the pass interference penalty. That should have mm-hmm. been a pass interference penalty. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what to glean from that. You know that that game as a uh, a recipe against them, but certainly ball control, time of possession. You don't need tons of explosives. You know, I mean, if, yeah. you, if you're getting. Four yards a play, that's not great, but if you're consistently doing that and not going backwards, you can live that way against these guys. Well, the, the, the Colts were 8 for 22 on third downs in that game. Really? 22 third uh, downs. So they got the 22 third downs is what I mean, one me. basically one out of every four of their plays was a mm-hmm. third down play. That was a big problem for the Steelers in Houston is you're running too many. You're getting to third down way yeah. too much. But what they didn't do was make the big mistake. Mm-hmm. No turnovers. No turnovers. Play close to the vest. Probably punted a fair amount. Yeah, you know, um, what was it? they gave up five sacks in the game. They they, they did sack Lamar four times in that game. Just looking, I here. think that was the Hamilton three sack game. Yeah, it was. And yeah, you go back had, and watch it. Maybe they had a hard time with different blitzes from him. I'm just looking. They don't show punts. Well, I guess I could go back to the team stats and see the punts. How many times mm-hmm. did the Colts punt in that game? Uh, you're looking at uh, they punted seven times. Okay, it's a fair amount. Yeah, I mean, considering you ran that many plays and went to overtime, but and all they that. they also, you know, ten points in the second quarter, three points in the third, six points in the in, so they were while they weren't scoring touchdowns, they only had the one touchdown in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they had five field goals. That was when Matt Gay had five field goals yeah. in fifty. I think at least you're consistently putting points up. That's the you thing. Know, you're I, ending you, drives with points. With it sounds I, like they ended a lot of drives with kicks. Something, yeah, yeah with a punter. The drives end with yeah. a kick, and if yeah. that's a, if that's what happens, that's a good thing. You can live with that in a tight yeah. game. If if, if this Raven Steeler game is a typical tight, hard fought Raven Steeler type game, drives that end with kicks of some sort aren't necessarily terrible. Because that's so. If you look at Baltimore's receiving in that game, they averaged nine point two yards per catch. Did they per catch? Mm-hmm. Um, so Andrews didn't play in that one, right? No, he did. Yeah, oh, okay. he had four for thirty-five. Maybe it was the week before he if he he missed week one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Zay Flowers eight for forty-eight. Aguilar four for thirty-nine. Uh, if Ken, Zay Flowers goes eight for forty-eight on Sunday. You'll take take that all you know, day right, long. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. My point being is, I don't know that this offense for the Ravens is all that explosive. I was say I don't see a lot of downfield go routes, deep balls, that type yeah. of thing. You know. 
And I think they play it that way because they think, well, we got we got Justin Tucker. We can play for field goals. Mm-hmm. Where And I, even Beckham and Bateman aren't field no, stretchers. No. You know, I mean Bateman's a possession guy, good route runner is what he projects to be. We but that's been the one that. thing that's kind of bothered that the Steelers have had trouble with this mm-hmm. year. Like they're they've they've not given up a ton of of yards after the catch. No, they've given up they're funny. one of the best in the league in the in yards after the catch. But right. they're giving up long catches. Yes. Well, people are attacking them downfield. Their average, the Steelers' defense is a dot is super high. Yeah. People are attacking outside the numbers, and they're going deep outside the numbers. And when they're completing them, as you said, the Steelers are not giving much up after the catch. So people are attacking the two outside corners deeper than usual. But that's exactly where that's the what, Ravens. That's don't. what the Ravens don't do. Right. I actually sent the tweet out about that today. Like something's got to give. Like either the Ravens have to play a little bit left-handed and attack outside the numbers in out routes and you know goes and things of that nature, comebacks, or they're gonna have to play to more of the Steelers' strengths, which is attacking the middle of the field. Yeah. You know. So that that'll be really interesting to me. Like I'm, I can't wait to see Lamar's. That next gen chart that comes out, his passing chart, yeah, where it's shows at, yeah. the whole, you know, where every everyone is. The other interesting time. thing about this, so Michael Pittman and Josh Downs were the leading receivers mm-hmm. for the Colts in this game. Pittman had nine for seventy-seven, but he had a thirty-four yarder in there. So his other seven, his other eight catches were pretty tight. Were pretty tight. Yeah, Downs was eight for fifty-seven with a long of uh, twelve. That's kind of who he. So is, he was so seven for forty-five. Like, just again, just. If it's five, a lot of short games, yeah. If it's five yards, take the five yards. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of, a lot of moving of the football. Not a lot of big plays by the Colts. You end up with a high time of possession, low um, average yards per play, and, and, and you expose your your offense. And then your or, good kicker wins it. For you it. expose your defense less to Lamar mm-hmm. making a big play. And like the Colts, Steelers have a very good kicker. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because that's really when I look at this offense for the. For this the, really was a kicker type duel. It was, yeah, it was all about the kickers. Not even just the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is exactly the games the Ravens win for typically. Decade. Yeah, typically, right. yeah. I, I Tucker's missed a couple of kicks this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's human. Yeah, Bob hasn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Tucker. He's has. human. Yeah. Um, so if he can turn it into that kind of game, mm-hmm. I think I think it benefits the Steelers. I bet the, the the Colts had very few three and outs. You know, just by the sound of yeah. how you know they play, they ran a lot of plays at one time possession. I and then that would be a killer for the Steelers. I mean, it is if you can keep getting first downs and punt, okay. You keep getting first downs, kick a field goal, okay. You know, three and outs are not going to cut it anymore. Yeah, they had one touchdown drive. It was a nine play, seventy three yard drive. I mean, other than that, it were, they were... Maybe that was on the Pittman long catch or something yeah, like that. They were just kind of, okay. Churning out yardage yeah. and... Six plays, 19 yards. All right, you got one first down, but you changed the field position mm-hmm. a little bit. You have to win, again, the hidden yardage. that You have to win in the margins. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, you can't punt from your own 10. Curious if there's, if you don't mind, what were the penalties in that game? Because The Colts have more. The, the Ravens, oh, did they? Because I say the Ravens have been pretty heavily, heavily penalized. The Ravens only had one for five in that game. Wow, that must have been their best game of the year. Yeah. Penalty I mean, other than that, they've been highly penalized. Yeah, they have. I, I figured they must have lost yeah. that part of the market. The Colts had six for 31. But again, if, if so if you can keep it somewhere in that range, 
which the Steelers have done a good job mm-hmm. of not being highly penalized. And these games have definitely been that type of game, yeah. But even if you even if you're punting, if you gain, let's say, let's say every time you get the ball, you're you're getting it at your own twenty, but you're then moving it out to the forty, mm-hmm. and then punting the Ravens deep. Right. That's a win. That's fine for a game like this. I mean, I, I don't think either team's getting to thirty. It's the lowest over under on the slate of the whole week. I mean, that's what Vegas is telling you. Yeah, because it's going to be a game like that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, turn this into a field position battle. You'd love to have Presley Harvin available for this. Yeah, I was this. thinking that too. It's like I yeah. wish you were your number one punter, but you do have a very good kicker, and I'm sure Wings fine. You know. I mean, yeah. Um, you can't start slow though. You can't. Uh, no, you, you have to go. Out, you have to go down and put brutal. <laughs> the the one commonality between the Steelers wins and the Steelers losses is falling behind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was twenty to nothing against San Francisco. It was sixteen nothing against Houston. You can't do that. Mm-mm. You can't do that. You, you have to put something on the board. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Yeah, just can't. Um, you know, I'm sure the Ravens will get their share of first downs. Yeah, they're you gonna I mean? they're gonna do that to you. Yeah. I mean, but they're not going to necessarily beat you over the top. They might not change the game in a you know a play or two unless Lamar gets loose. Yeah, that's the one that's thing that the, you can't allow part, to happen. Right, right, yeah. Right. So, which traditionally they've done well against him, but he hasn't played against the Steelers in quite a while. It's been quite which a bit is weird. I yeah, mean, his career—he's only played <laughs> the Steelers three times. Well, he's played against them five times, but he's only started against them three times. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. It's a little, but he hasn't played in any of the last three games that they've played against. Right, him. strange. Yeah, and well, I mean that's been his mo. I mean the last the couple pickets of... never faced Lamar. You know, hasn't I mean, happened. A lot of Steelers haven't faced him. Less Steelers have faced Lamar than you might think. I mean, yeah, I was thinking just the new linebackers, but there's going to be, you know, rookies and anyone in Kenny Pickett's class hasn't seen him yet. Yeah, you know, I mean they've seen a, a facsimile of it, mm-hmm. you know, running this offense in Huntley, but yeah, yeah, not yeah. the same. Not the same. Not the same. Not the same at all. We're gonna take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with uh, segment number two right after this. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, well, we're pleased to be joined now by Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest at Steelers.com and team historian. Uh, We've tried this a couple times over the last couple weeks. Bob, can you hear me now? (laughs) <laughs> I think we figured yeah. it out. Yes, I can hear you now. Wow, how about well, that? It's six just, times to try. It's, it's like a, it's like it's a commercial a trick, for, yeah. uh, well, cell phone service here. Uh, but, uh, Bob, uh, disappointing loss to the uh, Houston Texans uh, on, on Sunday. Um, with the travel and, and issues that the Steelers had had in their previous couple games, night games, things of that nature, um, was it a speed bump? Was it something that, that's a long long-term, you know, something that you're concerned about here, or do you feel like the Steelers uh, that get back on the, uh, on the maybe not the winning track this week, but at least get back to at least playing better football this week? Well, you know, I, I, I don't believe that this Steelers team is good enough that it can, uh, and I won't say they just showed up for a game because I'm, that implies things that I don't necessarily mean, but, but they can't, um, expect to win or hope to win a, any, a game against any team, any venue, 
any day that they play NFL games uh, when they're ineffective on offense and defense. I mean, there, there are, there is a certain, you know, there's a formula or a recipe certainly that they have to follow uh, in order to have a chance to win. And they're not good enough that they can, you know, play poorly. Uh, they don't have Ben Roethlisberger or a, a quarterback who is a veteran, a dynamic veteran uh, player, future Hall of Fame kind of caliber guy where he can erase, um, you know, stretches of bad play, either offense or defense with, you know, hitting a couple of big plays or, you know, making a couple of plays to some receivers or, you know, doing some of the things that we saw Ben do all of those years that he was in a Steelers uniform. So when you don't have those kinds of things, you know, you have to, um, you have to play to your strengths or play to your capabilities, I guess is, is, is a better description of what I'm trying to say. And, they can't beat the Steelers can't beat anybody with that kind of performance that they had against the Houston Texans. So, um, you know, hopefully that that is what has been learned from that experience. That um, you know, there's there's no, they're not going to be any easy games. There's not going to be any shortcuts. There's there's none of that stuff. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to see how um, they respond to this. I mean, I know that. This might sound counterintuitive, but I, you know, in some ways, I'm kind of happy that it's the Ravens now. That's what I was going to ask you, Bob. Is this a good time to get the Ravens, or the worst time to get the Ravens? Well, you know, it it should certainly get their attention. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have enough? Do they have enough? You know, to handle the the challenge that the Ravens are going to present. You know, we'll find that out Sunday. But you know, I don't think there's any. You know, not looking past or, you know, any of that. Again, I don't mean any of that stuff, but Mm -hmm. the Ravens will have their attention because I think there are enough players uh, in that Steelers locker room who have had experiences against Ravens teams, good and bad, and they know what they um, needed to do in order to make those experiences turn out well, and they know what happens if they don't, don't do those things uh, how ugly it can get, not necessarily on the scoreboard, um, but it could be a punishing, uh, painful kind of uh, afternoon, three hours uh, on the grass. So um, in that sense, I think it's a good time for the Ravens mm-hmm. to have the Ravens on the schedule. Now, again, you know, and I'm looking, as we're talking here, I'm looking at the, the Ravens uh, practice report for today. Um, you know, they're awfully banged up. But it looks like, you know, they're getting a lot of guys back. Ronnie Stanley, Marcus Williams have been full participants the last two days. Uh, Rashad Bateman has been a full participant the last two days. Um, you know, Marlon Humphrey, we'll have to see. He's been limited. We'll have to see if he's going to play you know, or not. Um, so there are some of guys that, you know, the Ravens have been banged up awfully. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what kind of, you know, what kind of roster they're going to be able to present on Sunday. But whatever they put out there, you know, it's, it's going to be a bar fight. I mean, that's what these games are. They always have been. And you've got to be able to take a punch, and you've got to be able to throw punches, counter punch. So, um, as I said, this game should have the Steelers' attention. Uh, now we'll find out, you know, if, if they can answer the, answer the bell. So... <laughs> 
I was going to ask you what areas of the team are you confident in? Besides the pass rush and the front, are there any at the moment? I'm not. I'm not. How could you be confident in the pass rush? They, they yeah. couldn't. They couldn't the edge get guys. They, they didn't get to him either. I know. I you know, know what I mean. And, and I'm not ripping them or anything. I'm just that. That is a fact. Um, so again, it, there isn't any. That that's the thing about this team. There's nothing to be confident about from one week to the next. Mm-hmm. It's you know they got to put in the work and they got to show up and play every time. I mean, there isn't anything you can fall back on. Just like uh, um, I was asked at one point about. But one of the things I said one time on the pregame show was, you know, what they what the Steelers need to develop offensively, in my mind, is a, a, short, a small menu of plays that you can count on that will work. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they have that. No, I don't think you know, they have any bread and butter. Work. I thought right. they started, the, the, especially with the ground game, the Raider game to me was step one to developing some go-to plays. But then it feels like that got washed away right down the toilet, you know? Yeah, uh, you know, Najee Harris played well uh, against uh, the Texans in spurts, you know what I mean? And Because there were a lot of times where he was fighting for his life just to get back to the line of scrimmage. I mean, and that, and that to me is, an, uh, is proof that you really can't count on the running game or feel good about it. I think, isn't that the way you phrase it, Matt? Mm-hmm. Feel good about it? Okay. Well, you know, there's, there's too many instances that you can cite where – you know, a simple handoff to a running back, he's got to break three tackles to get back to the line of scrimmage. I mean, that that shouldn't happen. Not as often as it does. Let me say that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, last week against the Texans, the edge guys, no sacks. Um, I, I, I don't really – They got remember. sealed off a lot on the edge, too, to allow some outside yeah. runs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, right, and, and some, you know, one of the other things that I, I think I saw – uh, was and this will be fatal on Sunday. Uh, ended up behind the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You end up point. behind Lamar Jackson. Forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. You can't catch him. You know. I mean, this the pass rush on Sunday. You know, and I've, I've used this analogy in previous Ravens games since the Ravens have you know gone to Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. It has to be like an anaconda or a python. You know, you have to kind of just kind of slowly encircle and then just squeeze. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how the snake gets the life out of its prey. Well, that's the way they better um, approach Lamar Jackson, because if guys aren't in, the, you know, we talk about being in their gaps and being in their lanes against the run. Well, if you're not in your gap or your lane rushing him, I mean, he's in the secondary. Yeah, it's over. Problems. And you're, you're not going to blitzkrieg right. him. You know, you're not going to. And right, yeah, yeah, no. And and I don't. You know, I don't. I don't even know if a spy would work. Who are you going to use? I mean, who can who can you expect to be in the middle of the field with Lamar Jackson in the open field and track him down on a consistent basis? I mean, I don't think that that's a realistic expectation to assign that to someone. Yeah, the only guy you could use to spy him would be Minka Fitzpatrick, and you, you don't want to do that. He's doing. He's, he's doing he's, Minka Fitzpatrick no, things on the back he's, end. He's you know, racing other problems. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Bob, it's, to me, uh, everybody wants to focus on the offense, the offense, the offense, and I get it. It's not been good enough. How is the defense getting a pass here? 
They're 29th in defense, too. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I don't um, – um, that's why when, you know, Matt asked about what are you comfortable with and, you know, he mentioned the pass rush, the outside guys, and I said, no, I'm not. And you're right, Dale. I mean, there isn't really um, – there isn't anything uh, that, that you can – the only thing I would say is Boswell. Yeah, he's I'm been confident great. in him. And he's not only been very accurate – but all his kickoffs go out of the end zone too. So mm-hmm. anything that he is personally responsible for, um, I would say that I am comfortable slash confident in it's happening the way it's supposed to happen. Outside of that, um, really, I, I, I can't think of anything. And you're right, Dale. <laughs> I mean, the defense is not, um, you know, there, there are some – the, the defense, in my mind, if I was to describe it, it's, um, it has the potential to be dynamic, but it's not, um, you know, it, and it's inconsistent. It's been all or, nothing, or all or nothing. Either you, you get the splash yes. plays or you, you get splash plays on the other side of it. That's the how the whole way. team's or, been. If the defense gets splashed, the, de- the team is in it. If the defense doesn't get splashed, they get beat up. Yeah, and you know, and it's not just um, giving up splash, as you mentioned, Bill. There's there's too much uh, ball possession, moving yeah. the ball oh. down the field too, for my taste. Um, you know, consistently moving. You know, I don't think the defense has been um, very good. Well, not good enough. Let me say in the red zone either. I mean, right. it's not even something where you can count on. Well, you know, the Mick holding to a field goal. Well. A lot of times they don't. Right. Uh, and like and the, the opening drive of the game against the Texans, everybody wants to say, well, the, the offense isn't doing anything. You're leaving the defense on the field too much. The first quarter against the Texans, the offense had one possession. The defense gave up a touchdown and a field goal drive. The offense had one possession. They actually picked up two first downs, but they were never on the field. They had one possession in an entire quarter because the defense couldn't get off the field. Right. Uh, and as I said earlier, you know, your offense, it is what it is. I mean, you want it to be more efficient in what it is, but it's not like a Ben offense. As I said, there's no racing, you know, there's, there, there would have been the potential in Houston, say, if once, okay, you, you defer your kickoff to the Texans, they march down the field and score, you know, maybe with Ben, you come back and get some points. Maybe you tie the game. Maybe you kick a field goal. Maybe you know you you can get something, um, but without that, you know you have to work for everything you're getting. And um, you know when it's inefficient as it has been, as you mentioned, it's not a. It wasn't a disastrous possession, but it didn't yield any points. And now the defense uh, gives up gives up another possession uh, for the Texans that ends in points. Now you got problems. Um, so, you know, it, it was just not, it was not a good day at all in any way. Um, and there's a lot of different things. I mean, if you want to, what do you want to, you know, focus on to complain about I mean, you pretty <laughs> much go anywhere you want. No, seriously. I, you know, fans, uh, sometimes they'll complain about something. Um, you know, my point is, you know, if you want to, let's at least complain about things that are legitimately, 
problems as opposed to, you know, manufacturing things or, um, I don't know, just getting, getting involved in too much social media type stuff is the way I refer to it. It's, uh, so again, you know, we're going to have to see how it works out against the Ravens. Cause I don't think there's going to be anything easy that you're going to get from this Ravens defense either. And you can, we can point to, you know, whatever their outside pass rush isn't that great or the guys who they're counting on for that have been injured. You know, they have injuries in the secondary, whatever, um, you know, Marlon Humphrey um, and um, the other guy, um, can't think of his name. Marcus no, the Williams other up a lot. And yeah, they, right. Yeah. Um, so, um, but still, uh, you know, again, I don't know that there's going to be a lot that's going to come easy you know, against this Ravens defense. And then, um, you know, as Craig Wolfley always says, this is one of those two chin strap games for the defense. Uh, can't arm tackle any of these running backs. And um, if you can't make mistakes against this quarterback. No, I think they got embarrassed last yeah. week. And typically when, you know, a team gets embarrassed like that, you do see a better, for lack of a better term, better effort. Um, but, you, you see a better outing the next time out. And I thought that's what Mike Tomlin was calling them out. They say, hey, we got out physical in the game on, on Sunday. Um, typically when that happens and the, and the coach starts bringing physicality into it, uh, you see the players respond. Do you, do you expect to see that? Yeah, I mean, and, and for me, um, you know, I my ears perked up when I heard Mike Tomlin's game in Houston. Because to me, and this has been something um, – that I really kind of picked up on last year when he was very disgruntled with the play of the inside linebackers. He started talking about the pile falling the wrong way. Yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. Devin Bush isn't here anymore and Spillane isn't here anymore. You know, a lot of those kinds of things. That, that to me, was the uh, catalyst for remaking that whole position. So as soon as he said that uh, in Houston, I thought, oh, he's he, – He's saying that they got handled at the line of scrimmage again. And that's, you know, because to me, that's code. You know, he's not going to say, uh, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got we got uh, out physical at the line of scrimmage. He's going to say, yeah, the pile was falling, falling the wrong way. And that's the same thing. You know, if people don't understand what that means, then, you know, they should pay attention more. Um, it's kind of like the people who were looking for him to come out Tuesday and announce a bunch of changes. Well, he's not going to do that. He's not going to come out and tell the Ravens, "Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to pull this guy. We're going to put this guy in the lineup and play that guy." It's not going to happen. Well, you know, whoever does, you know, coaches haven't have been guarded and um, at every level of football since you know they invented. You know, since Pop Warner, <laughs> but you know, so yeah, you're right. You're not gonna because you think John Harbaugh is gonna tell you who's gonna be playing this week. Um, so yeah, it's but it, it's sometimes I think in those press conferences there's too much interest uh, in trying to get the next question asked than there is in listening to the previous answer. Boom, to hearing what, <laughs> what he is saying. Because that, to me, was the whole mojo thing, too. You know, how many times, I don't know, to me it's double-digit times, have I written that he has, Mike Tomlin has said stuff like, you know, there's nothing mystical about it. You know, we, we 
uh, prepare, we practice, we play, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then so now all of a sudden he's talking about mojo. <laughs> well, I got to ask, what do you mean by that? You know, you always say that, um, you know, there's nothing mystical. Well, you look up mojo in the dictionary, and that's what it is. It's the, it yeah, the, the definition is mystical, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, um, so, but, I mean, those are the kinds of things to me that, um, I don't know, sometimes people lose, they don't keep their eye on the ball, so to speak. And uh, so a lot of that kind of stuff to me is, um, I, don't, I won't even call it elevator music because it's just, as I said, Sometimes in those press conferences, people are too interested in hearing themselves ask the next question as, as opposed to being in, or concentrating on what he's saying and then trying to understand it as opposed to – because as you mentioned, Dale, he's not going to lay it out. Coaches don't do that. I mean, I was in the room. There's that um, – you know, I actually made an NFL Films clip when Chuck Noll was asked – about uh, his future. Guy from the Pittsburgh Press asked him, you know, um, I'm paraphrasing, you know, pretty much as the game passed you by. No one got up and walked out. I mean, (laughs) you know, that stuff happens. It's happened forever. Right. Forever. Right. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I I hear you. It's sometimes very frustrating, but that's what we have to sift through when the team's losing. I mean, if the team loses, everything's fair game. Well, that's another famous Chuck Noll line. When you lose, everything about everything they say about you is true. One hundred percent, Bob. We've uh, we kept you uh, Thanks, long enough here. We're we're just happy to be able to finally get you on the air. We'll have to do this again, maybe next week or the week <laughs> after. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, <laughs> definitely. Sounds good. Our guest has been Bob Labriola, the editor of Steelers Digest, Steelers.com. He's been doing this a long, long time. And, uh, yeah, it goes back to the Chuck Knoll era. We appreciate Bob stopping by. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is. The Matt Williamson, and uh, we appreciate Bob Labriola stopping by there. We finally got him on the air. And uh, Hey, Steeler fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats, or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tango Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com. Matt, we have, as Bob mentioned, as we were on the air there, I saw the uh, Ravens uh, practice oh, good, report yeah. pop into my into my inbox there. Uh, Jalen Armoire Davis, uh, he was limited yesterday with a hamstring. He was a full participant today. He's one of their cornerbacks. Yeah, I liked him coming out of Bama last year. Uh, wide Best receiver, them, yeah. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman was a full participant for the oh. second straight day. Uh, I think I'd be excited to get him at least back out there and see yeah. what he could do. He's been such an incomplete grade since he's been in the league. Odell Beckham limited for the second consecutive. Did he do any, oh, he, I, I thought he did nothing yesterday. He was limited limited in both days. I don't think he plays. I have no clue, but it, yeah. I mean, they they really have gotten so little from those two receivers. Uh, Justice Hill with the foot and hamstring limited again today. Okay, he's their big play guy. Yeah. you know, swing guy. I mean, he's very different than Gus Edwards, of course. Uh, Marlon Humphrey with the foot was limited again today. All right, he hasn't played yet. Right, he hasn't played yet this season. That one. 
I mean, it was a pretty bad injury. Yeah. Uh, again, you have foot surgery. That tells me mm-hmm. it may have been a Liz Frank or something like that. That I mean, I'm definitely attacking him if he's on the field. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Moses did not practice on Wednesday. He was limited today. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. That's their, okay. their right tackle. That's the one I was most curious about. Yeah. I mean, right tackle versus Watt, of course. I'd like to know which arm it is or which shoulder. Nah, yeah. Is it the outside shoulder? Because if so, T.J. Watt's going to attack that. If it's mm-hmm. the inside shoulder, then Watt can attack there. They might be crossing his face and stunts yeah. and things like that. Too. So that's that's the interesting, interesting to note there because, you know, when you have, let's say it's a muscle strain or let's say, you know, whatever it may be, T.J. Watt's going to test the edge of it. Oh, yeah. He's going to make, he, your, make your reach. It's mm-hmm. going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I mean, uh, TJ is enough of a problem as it is, and I expect him to have a huge day either way after yeah. being quiet this past week. Um, but yeah, that would be good to know, and I'm sure the Steelers will figure that I'm out. I'm sure they right. do yeah. know yeah. which shoulder it is. I'm sure you just watch the tape and yeah. see which one he's favorite. Which one he's on. Uh, Odafi Owa uh, did not participate. He's not playing this week. No, so I don't think he's That's in there. That's one of their edge rushers. The other edge rusher is Ajabo out. Is gone, Ajabo yeah. is out. Mm-hmm. He's on IR. Ronnie Stanley practiced in full again today. They're uh, healthier than I thought. Their left they're tackle, in yeah, terrible shape, right? Marcus Williams, a full participant today He's with back. the pectoral muscle or pectoral injury. He didn't play though last week. I know, I know. Really good player, but it doesn't sound like it was. Uh, I don't know why he didn't play last week. Well, I, I don't think they close. want that to turn into something something that it turns into a season-ending injury. Mm-hmm. He's very um, important for him. They and give the, him good money. And... The guy who replaced him was Daryl Worley. He did not particip- participate again today. He has the shoulder injury. I think he got banged up in the game. Yeah, he got banged up in game. So. All in all, they're not in terrible shape, but uh, better than I expected. Beckham, Justice Hill, Marlon Humphrey, Morgan Moses, uh, all limited. Away and Worley did not practice. So, Ajabo and Dobbins are on IR, um, but this might be the healthiest they've been on a Thursday all year. I mean, that's how kind of how the Ravens have gone. Yeah, I mean they're not yeah. in terrible shape. We'll see who plays. That sounds like Odell's highly questionable, but yeah, I, I would. Bet that's where he's leaning, leaning mm-hmm. towards questionable, and people need to understand like the designations now. They have this stuff. Now, yeah. they, they've changed a little bit a, a couple of years ago. This is basically during the COVID era. It, they, the league took the probable completely out of it mm-hmm. um, because you used to see guys listed as you probable. Put everybody on probable. Yeah. I mean, you put every yeah. New England used to do it all the time. Yeah, I think Brady was probable like a million weeks in a row. A questionable designation. So you're either full go. Or you're questionable, or you're doubtful, mm-hmm. or you're out. They've they've taken you're either not on the injury report at all. You're yeah, questionable, you're doubtful, or out. Yes, you used to be probable on there. So if you're questionable, that's supposed to mean it's it's a less than fifty fifty percent. Less than I always it, thought it was fifty. It used to be well. That used to that be used when to it was be, okay. when it when it, when you had the probable listing. Probable was considered seventy five percent chance he's going to play. Okay. Uh, questionable was fifty fifty. Doubtful was. Probably not going to play, yeah, yeah. and then and then out was out. Um, I, I just I, the, how the Steelers have handled this, and I think this is at the behest of the league. Is if you're questionable, uh, and they don't change the designation, you're probably not going to play. Okay. Because if you if you remember over the last few years, when the Steelers have enlisted somebody on a Friday as a questionable, then they have their Saturday walkthrough, and a lot of times they would either upgrade or downgrade somebody. Sure, you can change in a day. Right. You change that designation to either no designation or out. I wonder, and I bet the answer is yes, that if any team has a long streak or a really high percentage of questionable players that play or don't, 
Then the league starts to investigate right, like, a little bit. Hey, why are ninety percent of your questionable you're, players playing? You're whatever. gaming the system here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, same. We're, there's definitely a, an honor code there a little bit. Yeah. But if one team is particularly strong one way or another, because uh, what I they don't them, want is what New England did used to do, we don't have where they list fourteen there. guys as questionable and then they all play and they're all practicing at full and yeah. they're all probable or questionable. I also seem maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like there's less names doubtful than there used to be. Yeah. You know, yeah, because you okay. either you they don't even bother with doubtful now. They just list yeah. you as out. You're just out. Like, yeah. You pretty much know he's not going to go. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay. if you get upgraded from doubtful to questionable, that's noteworthy as well. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen a lot, but it does. Typically, if you're questionable now, there's probably more like a 40% chance that you play as opposed to 50-50. Okay. Is what so who are we thinking is doubtful for the Steelers? Uh, well, Fryermuth's out. Fryermuth is out. Yeah, Moore Mike is Ta- out. Moore is out. Those two have been. I, I I would bet James Daniels looks like he's. He seems like the definition trending of towards out. Yeah, yeah. Um, he may be listed as doubtful, but mm-hmm. he'll end up getting probably downgraded to out. Yeah. Um, Harvin's out. Yeah. Yeah. Or doubtful. I, I guess I don't know if they've made that official. Well, he hasn't maybe. practiced all yeah, week yeah, long. He's, he's probably not out. Play. Yeah. yeah. Unless he's able to practice tomorrow. And then we'll see uh, with Leal with the concussion protocol. And Highsmith popping up there doesn't make me thrilled, but I wouldn't say he's doubtful or anything. No, so, not yeah. yet. I mean, this could be just a little soreness in the mm-hmm. in the groin. They decided not to practice him today, so they got to list him on the report as not practicing. Then you wouldn't risk him if he's close yeah. at this point. Because the league watches these things very closely, mm-hmm. very closely. There's some folks in Vegas that do too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the stuff with – with Deshaun Watson last week being listed as questionable all week long, and then they and they listed him as questionable for the game, and they say, oh, no, he's not playing. Him and Carr were odd because yeah. it went back and forth even on Sunday. Oh, he's playing. Oh, he's not. Ian Rappaport says he's playing. Schefter says he's not. And you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. So that's what they don't want. The league wants this to be pretty cut and dried. Mm-hmm. And As so, they should. Yeah. I mean, you again, you don't want teams getting – a competitive advantage over each other by gaming the system. That's the thing. You don't yeah. want to be lying to each other and right. putting out false you know, advertising, basically. Yeah, I mean, they, they do want this to be kind of transparent when it comes to those kind of injuries. Mm-hmm. So No, they should. And they, it's yeah, better that right. way. Hey, uh, Steeler fans, uh, we got the uh, Yins chat. Um, I got to – I probably should have – called this up before i started talking about it <laughs> but uh, check out yin's chat's regular season challenge each week answer steelers trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets jerseys footballs or even a trip to the 2024 nfl draft log in to the steelers mobile app now and play for a chance to win this week's prize a signed football by the aforementioned alex highsmith and uh, today's question if you log on is Cordell Stewart or Ben Roethlisberger who threw the longest pass in a game versus the Ravens? I know the answer to this one. I even know who caught it. Do you? I do. You're way better at this than I am. I would always vote against Ben because he just seems too obvious. (laughs) Like, I always think that's one of those things when you're a bad student. You just kind of learn how people write tests. Like, I don't really know the answer, but I think he's trying to trick me by making this one too obvious, you know? Well, the interesting thing is tomorrow's question is who did have that longest uh, reception in the game versus the Ravens, and I knew the answer before no, I, so if you say uh, it, you're going to the ball. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so All we'll right. get to that tomorrow. Anyways, we're going to get to a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with hour number two right after this.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 